This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. We're all getting older, and it's a lot better than the alternative, believe me. But it also means that many of us will be diagnosed with an age-related illness. Everything from diabetes and cardiovascular problems to bone and joint problems to glaucoma and increased digestive issues. And whether it's chronic or acute, mild or limiting in some way, your pharmacist can help you deal with your symptoms and especially he or she can help you manage multiple medications for multiple problems because that is the reality for most Zoomers and that's where you can run into problems when you're taking a lot of different meds. So I am here with Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, one of our trusted advisors. He's here to talk about medication and aging. He's also here to take your calls and answer your questions. So let me give you the numbers once again. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Dean, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. So is is that one of the key problems that you see coming into your pharmacy? Multiple medications and maybe they don't all jive together? Yeah, no, it it, it it's a it's a very complex issue and 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 very very confusing and and you know the thing is once you hit about 50 that's when you know the your medications if you've never had any for your entire life all of a sudden that magic time of 50 comes and you start to add and then at 60 you add more and by the time you're in your 80s you might be juggling five to ten different medications uh, on a regular basis. And, and that gets very confu- confusing and they all interact with each other and, you know, adverse effects sometimes. So the pharmacist can help you manage a lot of that. Okay. What are the common you, – you, you're speaking of this in milestones. So just as an example, what do you see people getting into at 50 and then what do they add at 60? Yeah. I mean, there's no – I mean, there's no – uh, defined formula to it, but you know, a lot of times around fifty is when you know you'll you'll start to you'll go to the doctor and you'll find out, hey, you know what, I've got a little bit of mild blood pr- blood pressure issues and things, so you might you know go on a medication or you know they'll identify that you know the potential for some sort of heart disease might might exist, so they'll put you on something for your cholesterol, and then. You know, usually you don't get arthritis and things like that that early, but, you know, things like arthritis and diabetes and, I mean, they can happen at any time, but, but you arthritis, know, Arthritis, I know older, a lot of people, including me with arthritis, uh, mm-hmm. that came on a lot earlier than that. Right, but, right. But, but, but that's usually sort of a magic timeline, right? Right around 50 is when yeah. things start to change. Right. And I guess another question is, okay, so you things start to change at 50, perhaps you're uh, getting on more medications. Is the way your 
body metabolizes those medications and and uh, processes them? Does that change as you get older? Yeah, very much so. And and you know, a lot of times, you know, people always say. Oh, you know, it's a t- it's a teenager. You don't give them as much medications. But if if all of us had the metabolism of a teenager, we'd be burning through these medications like like nobody's business. But you know, as you get older, your met- 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 metabolism changes quite significantly. You know, you tend to be on a lot of different medications that might impact your kidneys, your liver. These are the organs in your body that actually metabolize a lot of this medication. So, if things impact those organs, those vital organs, then they tend to also impact the way you metabolize medications. But a general rule of thumb is that as you get a little older, um, that metabolic rate changes and, and it would change the way that you take, take medications. If you have diseases with it, like diabetes and stuff, it changes it even more. So uh, are you suggesting that your metabolism slows down as you get older? Is that the way it usually happens? Yeah, that, I mean, just just like... You know, you get a little bit more tired in the evening and you don't have as much energy. That's usually a sign as well that your met- metabolism is changing. But you're, you're, you're 100% right. It, it also changes the way that you, you use medications and you metabolize and, and ultimately how they work in your body. And are, are doctors generally sensitive to this and maybe giving older people smaller doses of things? Or They are. I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, everybody, every healthcare professional realizes that that's that's, um, you know, a reality of, of getting older. But, but along with that, you know, a lot of these medications are medications that are specific for certain conditions that you only get when you're, or the majority of the time you only get them when you're older. So a lot of times the, the, the dosages and stuff are, are very much uh, geared to the senior population. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out once again, 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about medication and aging. We're talking about managing multiple uh, medications, and he's here to take your questions. And even if you have a question on something a little different, that'll be fine. Uh, we're going to go to the phones right now. We've got Jacqueline in Scarborough. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? Hello? Hello? Jacqueline, are you there? Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I, I Mr. Pharmacist. Hi, Jacqueline. Um, uh, Mr. Pharmacist, I want to ask you about cortisone. I have, I have a sore, a sore, sore, sore shoulder. Okay. I don't know what it's called, but uh, I was told that if I take cortisone, right now I treat my sore shoulder with Veltorin. I rub Veltorin. Yes. Pace, right? Yeah, uh, Mr. Pharmacist. Yeah, it's a and I rub my shoulder and it seems to work. And yeah, and I'm you're asking scared, about the. Cor- I'm scared of taking cortisone. I I I was told on my high. I looked on my high pad about cortisone and and it said that it could uh, hurt hurt your heart, make your heart. Yeah. Yeah, if you look up cortisone, it can be pretty scary looking. And and the treatment you're talking about, Jacqueline, the Voltaren, it's an yeah. over-the-counter drug. It it used to be on a prescription. It's not anymore. 
and it's a great. I, I know that I buy it all the time because that's I rub my shoulder with yeah. it. Yeah, and if you it, use it, it if you me. use it consistently like that, it, it usually takes a lot of that swelling and inflammation out of exactly. out of your shoulder, your knees. I mean, it can be used almost it's on any dad, joint. You're like a doctor. You know, if you don't need the cortisone, and a lot of times they'll inject that into in, right into the joint. If you don't need it. I mean, there's so many side effects and potential things that could happen. Sorry. Okay. Why don't you let him answer the question? (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead, Dean, please. No, I was just going to say cortisone does have a lot of different side effects and it impacts sort of your electrolytes in your system. So you have to be very cautious with that. So. So you know, Voltaren, if Voltaren's working, stick with if, it. If, if, there's usually a, a you know a certain number of cortisone shots that they'll give you and no more. What what is that number? Well, you know, I mean, it varies, uh, Libby, on you know what you know where you're treating. You know, whether it's a knee or a shoulder. I mean, shoulder is a pretty big joint. Um, you know, lots of big strong bones in there and things, and and it doesn't impact you know, that as much as it would say in your in your fingers or something like that, which are much smaller. But that's usually what you and, get. And, and doctor, I use my right arm a lot because I had a stroke. My right, my left hand shakes, my left arm shakes. So I, I have to get dressed and, and do my meals with my right arm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, only. Yeah. But does the if the Voltaren? What he's saying is that if the Voltaren is working for you, stick with it. Well, I, I was told that cortisam will stop the 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 hurt. That I would never have bothered not to rub it or nothing. Well, you know, I I mean, Jacqueline, I wouldn't recommend taking the cortisone unless. You know, it's it's as a, a bit of a last resort. I mean, the Voltaren. I don't know how often you take it, but if you take if you or if you're using it every it day, at night before I go to sleep. Yeah, all. and and you know that's a great that's a great medication, and there's a reason they took it off prescription onto pres- onto non-prescription status, and that's because it's very safe. And and you can use it every night like that with a with a high degree of safety. So so stick with it. I think uh, you know if it's doing a good job for you, I wouldn't change. Okay, Jacqueline. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you very much. Bye bye. Okay. We have to take a quick break. I'll give the numbers out once again before we go, and we'll take more of your calls when we're back. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about age-related illnesses, age-related prescriptions, what happens when you have multiple prescriptions, and uh, how your pharmacist can help you manage those things. The lines are open. 416-360-0740 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And before we were talking about Voltaren, which is a drug that used to be prescription right. that has moved to over-the-counter. Now, I've got to tell you, I tried it. It didn't really work for me, but but I probably didn't use it enough. So how... Uh, would you use it on your bad arthritic joints? Yeah, you know, that, that that's a great question because typically, you know, that's that's often a reaction that people have. They, they try an anti-inflammatory drug, whether it's a cream like Voltaren, 
Uh, Voltaren actually comes in a in a tablet form as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but but a lot of times, you know, people, especially with anti-inflammatories, they just don't, you know. Use it long enough because it's 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 like if you bang your elbow or you fall and you know you get a lot of inflammation. It takes a lot of times it takes days to get that inflammation out. So if you just try it once and say, hey, you know what, it didn't work. Typically, you know, it it needs to reach a certain level in your bloodstream, and then once once you hit that level, then it starts the okay. anti-inflammatory. So effect if happens, I were so. going to try Voltaren for my knees again. Right, right. How how much time should I give it, and how do I use it? Before, do I use it right before sports? Do I use it after? Like, what do I do? Well, you know, first of all, Libby, what you know, if it's if if the arthritis is fairly severe, the pharmacist actually there's a formulation of a Voltaren or Diclofenac, as it's called, that's actually stronger than the one you buy over the counter. So, I I was talking about the one that you can buy just over the off the shelf. Yeah. But there's other ones that the pharmacist can make exactly the same thing that are uh, a little bit higher strength uh, that might be a little bit more effective for you. Um, I need a prescription though, right? Uh, those ones you would need a prescription for. Okay. But um, you know, to answer your question about when to use it, I mean typically um, – when you use it, I mean, you don't want to go out there and just become active all, all right right away. You want to let it sort of. Uh, it takes about twenty to forty minutes to fully absorb into okay. into the skin, um, and then that at that point you'll start to feel a little bit of relief, especially if you've been using it for for you know an extended period of time, which most people do with uh, with Voltaren. Cream. And does it have to before I take? A call uh, does it have to build up? Do I have to use it for a couple of weeks? Or yeah, depending on how bad the inflammation is. I mean, you might you might use it for a couple of days, but you might use it for a couple of weeks too. So or or more. Okay, let's go to Stuart in Beamsville. Hi, Stuart. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks. Um, you were talking about cortisone, and uh, when I was younger, I used to get what they call giant hives, and they would cover most of my whole body. Wow. Um, I would swell up all over the place. Um, the doctor at that time used to give me cortisone all the time. I mean, like, I was getting cortisone sometimes two, two, two times a week. Wow. Shots of it. Um, now, I quit getting these highs when I was about 18, so I really haven't had any cortisone since then. But I find that my bones are really brittle, and uh, they break easy, and I find that my muscles ache all the time. Now, does this correlate to all the cortisone I took when I was a kid, or...? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know one for, with 100% certainty, but certainly the things you mention are all things that, you know, are side effects of cortisone, especially the brittle bones. Right, um, okay. You know, they, they don't use a lot of of oral or injectable cortisone in kids. I mean, they use it a lot in inhalers for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. asthma and things like that, but they don't use a lot of it in kids for that reason because, you know, at that point you're growing, right, you know, you're, right. you're, you're, you know, in your but teenage years in and stuff. Days, uh, uh, this was back in the uh, uh, mid-50s, right. um, you know, 53, 54. Oh, uh, <laughs> a little area. while ago. Yeah, quite a while ago. And this doctor, I guess he swore by it. He thought this was a wonder drug. Well, and, uh, and you're right, it is. I mean, even today, I mean, cortisone, you know, I mean, the the drug's 100 years old, but they still use it for so many things. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they use it for skin conditions. They use it for asthma. They use it for arthritis. They use it for, you know, different conditions, uh, you know, for different disease states, uh, you know. So, so it's used for a, a ton of different things. And when it 
you know, back, as you said, in the 50s and even before that, I mean, it was a, it was a miracle worker. Everybody, right. everybody right. used cortisone for everything. Okay. Now, Dean, if his bones are brittle, are there uh, medications that he could or should be taking for that? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to assume you're a senior. <laughs> I'm a senior, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, at, there certainly is. I mean, there's, there's a number of new advances in, in, in treatment for, you know, um, uh, bone strength. And then, uh, you know, so the, so there's those medications on prescription, but there's also, you know, things like uh, there's new schools of thought around uh, the amount of vitamin D one should be taking or calcium. And, you know, vitamin D especially has had, it's been deemed a little bit of a, a wonder vitamin. And, yeah, I've been, I've been taking vitamin D, um, yeah. vitamin E, um, um, B, and all, all these vitamins just to, uh, you know, keep healthy. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, one of the things is that... Um, I use that Volt, Voltron. Voltron, yeah. Right, and uh, it's got cortisone in it. Now, is that going to be even more harmful to me, or no? I mean, you are using Voltron cream. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My no. wife puts it on my back. I have arthritis in two places. Yeah. So spine. no, that that that's not a steroidal product. Oh, that, okay. That's an anti-inflammatory and, and a good one. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't that shouldn't augment any of the problems that you might have suffered when you were a little bit younger. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, the anti-inflammatory. In fact, I mean, you might get the worst I usually hear about as a, as a pharmacist is a, a little bit of skin irritation, just because the the medication itself is a bit irritating. Like it's almost like if you took it in a tablet form, the pharmacist would probably warn you about your stomach being upset. Right, right. It can also irritate your skin a little bit too. Yeah, no, I, I find it works uh, uh, quite well. It gets nice and hot, which yeah. is uh, yeah. really a relief on my spine. So right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, okay thanks. Thanks for your call. We've got uh, Ida in Mississauga. Hello, Ida. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Uh, good. Um, with my broken arm here. Um, I just want to suggest that um, I used to use Voltaren, and it was okay for a while. I switched to Myoflex, and I find it way better than Voltaren. Hmm. Yeah, Myoflex is, uh, that's an interesting one because, you know, a lot of people don't like it as a, as a rub because it doesn't generate a lot of heat and it, you know, it doesn't have that smell to it that everybody, you know, thinks about when they've got a bad back and it's got that real menthol smell to mm-hmm. it. But, but a lot of, I, I mean, Myoflex is... I would think is that's a, a plus, excuse me for interrupting. I would think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it is too, but, but a lot of people uh, like that because it's almost like a psychological effect that, oh, it must be working because yes, it's got that, exactly. that smell to it. It. But yeah. but you are right. Um, Myoflex is a totally different drug than than Voltaren, mm-hmm. um, and but it, it you know the the results are supposed to be the same. And again, that's a great example of how sometimes you just gotta find what works for you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like going to the doctor and he'll prescri- he or she will prescribe something to you, and mm-hmm. you know the first time, well, that didn't work, so we'll go on to something else. And it's the same yeah, thing. I with just kind of did this on my own. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, did the switch, but um, yeah, and the Myoflex will probably—I mean, overall, longer term. I mean, it—it's it, a—it's probably a lot less irritating on your skin and that sort of thing than Voltaren mm. is. So if it works, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. So okay, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. You're very welcome. So that's interesting. What is the difference pharmacologically? Yeah, I mean, Voltaren is is a true anti-inflammatory. Um. The active ingredient in Myoflex is really just sort of 
the principle is to increase blood flow to the area. So, you know, whereas Voltaren actually has a real anti-inflammatory effect, you know, usually can can cause uh, that inflammation to go away. Whereas the other one, it just sort of gives you a temporary relief. Uh, the the inflammation is probably still there, um, but you know, it, it it can give you a tremendous amount of relief. And Myoflex comes in like different uh, different strengths as well. So um, it's. Uh, it's a it's a good it's a good medication. Doesn't have that smelly uh, menthol smell that a lot of people don't like. So, yeah, but like you said, it triggers yeah. a, a feeling that you're doing something about it right, for a lot right, of people. Right. How do those? Um, you know, sometimes you see over the counter their pain patches. Right. Yeah. Same principle. Uh, you know, a lot of them have those same active ingredients in it, um, but in a but in a, a patch. Uh, that, that you see in those rubs, so A535 and heat and things like that, that, that really, you know, icy hot and all those things that, you know, that are in a cream or an ointment form. It's the same thing with those patches. And the patches, you know, they come in two, thing, two forms. They either make it nice and cold or they make it nice and hot. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's strong, like inflamed and whatnot, it's better to usually use the cold and get the inflammation out of there first and then go to the heat. So. Okay, so cold first. Yeah, usually because you want to get the inflammation out of there, and and you know it's just like putting an ice pack on. You know, it'll it'll get the inflammation out of there. So. I thought the thinking on ice packs uh, has changed. Well, it it certainly has, but uh, you know, there's also school of thoughts out there that you know. Uh, the quicker you can get uh, some ice on on an injury, uh, uh, or a bad joint to shoulder a knee or whatever after it, it occurs if you can get the inflammation out of there as quick or even prevent it from happening in the first place um you know you'll uh, you'll do you'll you'll recover a lot quicker so okay. yeah the, i'm trying to remember exactly what was changed because it used to be like always ice afterwards and mm-hmm. I, now i think it's just you're right libby like there, there's just, depending on who you, you talk to there's yeah. people that are are there the two camps are is Oh yeah, go with heat, go with heat all the time. And then there's other people that go, well, go with the cold first and then apply the heat later. So, so it depends on sort of what study you read and, and, you know, uh, you know, what the, what the latest school of thought is, but there's, you know, there, there's both of them sort of, I don't think there's one of them that's wrong. Um, it's just sort of whatever advice you're getting from your healthcare professional. There, there's also, uh, you know, in terms of anti-inflammatories, especially right. before activity, yeah. uh, I know that I used to take one an hour before, and then I read a study that said actually uh, it makes your stomach leak or something. And yeah. uh, when a doctor looked at that, he said, oh, his conclusion was better to take it an hour after. Well, there's a lot of, you know, anti-inflammatories have changed a lot. I mean, they're a long time ago, you know, even 15 years ago, you couldn't get over the counter the things you can get today. I mean, it was basically either aspirin or Tylenol, and that was it. I mean, now there's now there's Advil, and now there's there's uh, Aleve and 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 pro- and Entrofen and products like that that are that are either sustained release or they're entirely different drugs. And and things like Aleve and Advil, I mean, those used to be prescription-only drugs, and we'd see them in these very high concentrations. But now you can just buy them over the counter. And, and uh, But they are, all of them have a common side effect of they're a little tough on the stomach, and th- that's definitely uh, one of those individual preference things, so... 
Okay, I'm going to give the numbers again. Uh, we probably have time maybe for one more call. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And again, um, Aleve, is Aleve a drug that you have to build up in your body before it works, like taking it all the time, as opposed to the ibuprofen, Advil, where you can just do a one-time thing? So people usually use something like Aleve for one of two things. You either have a a headache, and then you use it much like a a, a Tylenol or an aspirin, and use it very, you know, maybe for a day or a couple days to get rid of your headache. But people also use it, uh, you know, for arthritis for injuries and that sort of thing. And in those cases, Libby, you have to use it for uh, days and in some cases weeks if, if it's, you know, a chronic arthritic condition. So Okay, so that's a leave. But, but again, the Advil, the ibuprofen, yeah. you can just use more of a one-shot deal. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot, I think you'd find a lot more people use ibuprofen for headaches and things that are more temporary conditions. Advil and ibuprofen is a great drug for, you know, back pain and shoulders and knees as well. Usually you have to take in a little higher quantities and for a little longer as well. Okay. Uh, we have time for one more call. We've got Bill on the road. Hi, Bill. Hi there, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? We have about a oh, minute. I'm just dandy. I'm just curious about the uh, pharmacist's opinion on Sierracil. Well, on on well, on Sierracil, which is uh, it, it's uh, I guess a, some kind of natural medication. Yeah, apparently it comes from the hills in Mexico, Sierra Mountains in Mexico, and it's advertised on Seven Forty. Norm advertises it, and I was just curious about his opinion on it for joint pain. Um, I don't know if you're if. Well, I I don't know a lot about it. I mean, there is some. You know, there is a lot of different herbal medications out there, natural products that are that are, are creams that are naturally occurring analgesics and things like that. Uh, I've never used it myself, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, there's a there's a whole ton of different uh, drugs under that classification. They all they all sort of work by the same classification. They provide a little bit of warmth and relief and, and that sort of thing. Um, but most of these are, are herbal-based things anyways, right? So, so it's not... We're not delving into something that's brand new or earth-shattering. So. Right, and it's it's not exactly uh, a drug. It's sort of like everything else depends on whether it works for you. Bill, thanks for your call. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Dean Miller, trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, thank you so much for being here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.